Hey, everybody. Welcome to The 180 with Eric Lockley. I'm your host, Eric Lockley. There are moments in life that define us, that lead us to a crossroads where we have to choose one path or another. Join me as we dive into our guest's turning points. Let's laugh, heal, and be inspired together as we pull back the curtain on how our guest made the 180. Sometimes life gets hard when you're on your journey. Don't stop, keep going, you can turn it around. The 180, yes, it's a big change. The 180, your life won't be the same. The 180, you can do it. Say yes to your beautiful future. The 180, yeah. I see you dancing along. I appreciate uh, it's, that. It's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was written and composed by Jarrett Landon. I thank him for that, but I sang it. So if you like the voice, that that, that was me. All was right. Me. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all hear them already, but I've got Christopher Mundy and Johnny Devlar, who are the co-founders of Locket Plates, a business that aims to provide a practical way to store and securely hold an entire meal in one hand. After many years of friendship, Christopher and Johnny formed the business following the 2010 Haiti earthquake. Johnny volunteered with the Red Cross and witnessed the aftermath of the Haiti earthquake firsthand and quickly realized how beneficial a new way to transport and supply food without risk of contamination would be for disaster relief. Sharing a mutual Caribbean background and heritage and therefore having an inherent understanding of the importance and culture of food, Chris and Johnny began to search for a way to practically transport and store food that would also provide an environmentally conscious alternative to disposable products. Following the creation of Locket Plates, Chris and Johnny have garnered many awards and grants for their idea. In 2018, the two won the business plan competition at Florida Atlantic University, leading to Locket Plates becoming the official takeout container at Florida Atlantic University. Since that victory, Locket Plates has continued to become a widespread alternative to disposable plates for other schools, families, and individuals. As Locket Plates continues to have a positive environmental impact and cut down on the carbon footprint, the business has flourished, offering a practical option for securely and sanitarily transporting and separating food during the COVID-19 pandemic. You can get your own Locket Plates at LocketPlates.com. Thank you for being here, uh, Christopher and Johnny. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thank you, Eric. We couldn't have said any better than you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, that was a, a, a beautiful intro, I, I, if I may say so myself. And thank you for your invention. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. You know, for more enjoyment, here at the 180, we play games. So it is game time, and I'm excited um, because I'm just gonna throw y'all right into it. It's game time on the 180. The name of the game is Invented by Who? So, so I hope y'all know y'all inventors. Okay, okay. Do you, do you feel confident about this? I feel a little good. I feel good. I feel good. You feel good? <laughs> okay, I mean, as inventors yourselves, I would think you've done some research, but there are also clues built into most of these um, questions that I'm gonna ask. Okay. All right. Here we go. And I mean, if you all feel like being competitive, y'all can buzz in, but you can just say it out loud if you want to. You know, I can be like, oh, oh, so-and-so buzzed first. But don't do that. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> just just say it if you know it. Number one, this inventor with an alliterative moniker was an astronomer, author, inventor, mathematician, and surveyor. They planned out the city of Washington, D.C. and published six almanacs 
they also invented the almanac. Is it now? I can uh, now. Do you think you know who it is without me saying it? I've got options for you, but do you think you already know who it is? No, you gotta I, give me the options. I, I need <laughs> okay, okay. Is it Benjamin Banneker or Lewis Latimer? I'll go with Lewis Latimer. I'll go. With, I was going with Lewis Latimer till you were okay. I, I okay. Yeah. All right. I, I have a sound effect. Dang. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> the clue was alliterative, but they both were alliterative. So, you know, I didn't help you all much with that one. But it was Benjamin Banneker. So he planned out the city of Washington, D.C. and invented the almanac, which I really didn't know. I knew about the D.C. stuff. I didn't know about the almanac. Yeah. This one, the clue is a little clearer and I'll, I might like wink. <laughs> Number two, you might feel baptized, clean and able to see anew with this lady's invention. She is a contemporary inventor and ophthalmologist from Harlem, New York. She is the first black female doctor to receive a medical patent. In 1986, she invented the laser faco probe, which has revolutionized the treatment of cataracts. Is it Patricia Bath or Sarah Boone? I'm going with Patricia Bath. Okay, now why, why are you going with Patricia Bath? I don't know. I, I know Sarah Boone, and I don't uh -huh. think she invented uh, laser treatment for right. cataracts. I could always be wrong. But... Okay, well, I will tell you, you are <laughs> correct. It, it was Patricia Bath. <clears throat> so because you all a team, if one of you gets it right, you both get it right. So you know what I mean? That's good. So right, I accept that. Okay. Um, but yeah, Patricia Bath, the you might feel baptized, clean, or able to see anew was kind of the clue that I was trying to clue you in. You oh, know? gotcha. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, number three. This lady, born in 1855 in Toledo, Ohio, was the second African-American woman to receive a patent in the U.S. Her invention of the folding bed cabinet had compartments for writing supplies and stationery. So this would be real good for anyone who liked to work exactly where they sleep. Is it... Miriam Benjamin or Sarah E. Good? Uh, I'm going to go with Miriam Benjamin. Uh, I'll okay. go the opposite. Uh, <laughs> just so we have everything covered. <laughs> I'm going to read the last sentence real fast. Just, you know. So this would be real good for anyone who would like to work exactly where they sleep. Do you both want to stay with your respective responses? Where was she born? She was born. Oh, you! I see you looking at your phone. <laughs> Toledo, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> well, Sarah E. Good is the correct oh. answer. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of you got it right. So you both got it right. This isn't it nice to have a team? Isn't it good? Next one. Oh wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just realized I didn't have an option. I just have the answer. So I'm going to make up a name. Get ready, guys. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that. Okay. This man was an inventor and engineer. In addition to his invention of one of the earliest air conditioning units, he assisted in the development of some of the world's most important inventions, including the light bulb and the telephone. In lieu of overheating or sitting in the dark, use one of this guy's inventions. Is it George Washington Carver? Or Lewis Latimer. Oh, George Washington Carver. Wait, wait, wait a minute. 
Is that is that for both of you? Only one of you. Well, he said it so confidently. <laughs> I'll I'll go with him, but uh... I'm gonna read this last line one more time. In lieu of overheating or sitting in the dark, use one of this guy's inventions. Is it George Washington Carver or Lewis Latimer? Uh, Lewis Latimer. <laughs> he sound, he, he sound uh, familiar. I think that's him. Uh, I don't know what Chris we're going for. Yes, it's Lewis Latimer. So he invented, uh, helped to invent the light bulb. He, yeah, he had to do with a lot. George Washington Carver did a lot, but none of those things. Not the light bulb or the air conditioner. Yeah, I know George Washington Carver had a slew of inventions. That's why I was... Yeah, a slew. Like, so many. Peanut butter. Yes. Yeah, like, all types of stuff. Okay, final one, which I'm just going to say, you've gotten three out of four, we'll say, as a team. <laughs> If you all were individuals, you might have them all wrong, but it's okay. It's You know, the, we appreciate a good team. Final one, number five. This woman is most noted for her development of the sanitary belt. However, due to racial discrimination, her patent for the sanitary belt was prevented for 30 years. She received five patents, which includes a patent for bathroom tissue holder. Thank Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for her, because without her contributions, your tush could be a messy mush. Is the answer Mary Kenner or Sally Jacobs? The sanitary belt, it was, thank Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for her, because without her contributions, your tush could be a messy mush. I'm going to go with Mary Keller. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Mary Kenner. Mary yeah, Kenner. Mary Kenner, sorry. Definitely. Yes. yes. Okay, well, together, you all did quite well. Together and with some clues, you all did quite <laughs> well. And so, uh, for playing along here at the 180, you will receive a original The 180 podcast. Yes! Ooh. The excitement. I, I sense the excitement. I'm calling my mom now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Let your, tell your friends, tell your family, you are getting Thank a you. mug. Two mugs. Oh, two mugs. Yes, and they're reusable. How about oh, that? Okay, that's okay. Good. That's the best part. We all about uh, reusable. <laughs> you know, you you can use them more than once. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you for playing that fun game. And now I just want to get to know you all a little more, Christopher. What is your favorite scent? My favorite scent? Mm-hmm. I would say it's uh, you know, when you go to a car wash, they get those little um, pine cones. Oh yes. It's actually the new car scent, the black yes. one. I really love it. I really love it. <laughs> that scent, I, especially growing up, like, I, yeah, I used to love that scent. It just was so refreshing. I don't know what they do. Yeah. I'm like, what new car smells like this? But this is amazing. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, how did they bottle it up and, like, make it, yeah, so perfect. Johnny, what's your favorite scent? Uh, I would say uh, lavender because... My mom used uh, mm. use it a lot in the household growing up, so that's what, uh, yeah. you know, I uh, smell yes. a lot around the house, so it became my favorite, too. <laughs> it, it reminds you of childhood or, like, good times. or Nice. Now, if um, you could learn one new personal skill, what would it be? And that's a question for each of you. What's a, one personal skill that you'd like to learn? 
I still have a chance to do so, which uh, which is coding, because I really think if I knew how to code, I would be uh, a multimillionaire by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's personal skill I like to learn is more understand, being more understanding. Mm, okay. That's great. That's great. So coding and learning to be more understanding. And with coding, I mean, I know I don't know how to code, but I know it is becoming, it's like, it is a language. It's a language that if people learn, they will be able to have access and reach people all over the world because coding is essentially a new language. Yeah. And then with that, because I can't leave you out, uh, Christopher, understanding is a really important language as well. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that uh, you all are invested in that personal growth and I wish you well. With, with both of those things. Now, this is a fun one. You both have your own late night talk show. Who do you invite as your first guest? Um, well, for me, is, is it the late night TV or late night radio? Uh, let's say TV. But if that makes a huge difference, then I want to hear both, <laughs> both answers. Yeah, it would. I mean, for, for TV... Uh, it would have to uh -huh. be someone who's not just talkative, but animated also. That's very true. I mean, Michael Jackson's no longer here with us, so I would say um, Mike Tyson. Mmm. That's, okay, so the, wow, you hit, you hit me on two levels with that one. Because Michael Jackson, I, you actually can kind of see in my background, I have a, a painting of... Oh, cool. <laughs> right, nice. right. So my, Michael Jackson is like one of my favorite entertainers of all. He is my favorite entertainer of all my time. Like he's just incredible. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, so, so impactful. And then Mike Tyson is a person that I actually would love to have on the 180 because I feel like his journey of like turning his life around has been incredible. And the amount of stories and the amount of uh, how his reputation shifted. Yeah. He just has a lot of stories that I think would be amazing to hear. So um, I'm down with that. I'd like, I, I would have those people, either of those people and both of those people, if I could, on my late night talk show. Okay, so Christopher, what about oh, you? Oh, mine would be Dave Chappelle, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yes. you know, like when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a comedian. So I, you know, studying yeah. the art of comedy. You, when you watch Dave Chappelle, he, he, you know, he had to practice, but watching him, it does it so effortlessly. Yes. It just always yes. blows my mind. You know? mm -hmm. He and I mean, he would probably smoke like you don't would oh, have yeah. to have the, you know, the fire alarms prepared just in case. But he probably smoke. But he is so like you said, it seems effortless the way he tells jokes, the way he sets it up. He will set up a joke for 15 minutes and somehow the punchline is worth it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like Dave Chappelle's amazing. Yeah, in the comic world, they say he talks comedy. You know, he just talks it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know one day, one day, I'm going to have my late night talk show and I'm going to say, hey, Christopher, hey, 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 Johnny, guess who I got on? Mike. I got Dave and I want y'all to be in the audience or you are and you are my next guest. You know what I mean? I'll introduce you all three, you know, that'll be <laughs> okay. fun. You know what I mean? We can manifest that. You all's next big invention. I'm not next, but you know, you all's fifth big invention. Yeah. And then you all be on the show with Dave and Mike, and it'll just be great. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Make it happen. Oh. So you all have known each other uh, for how long? How, how did you two meet? Um, I mean, uh, mutual friends. We met uh, and um, going through uh, 
same events when we were um, uh, younger. Yeah. And then um, we ended up uh, working together after Chris uh, moved back to Florida. Yeah, we were working in the credit department for a casino. We met the mutual friends around like the high school times, around 17, mm. 18, but you know, we never, it's like we had friends that knew each other, but we never really yeah. knew each other. But when we got to, you know, we start working together, we start talking and like, hey, you remember, uh, I was, you know, we'll say somebody like, oh, I know him. And that's how we kind of find out we had mutual friends. Wow. Okay. Okay. And I said, when you, I heard you say when you all were younger, people can't see. So you can give us an age range. You don't have to announce your ages, but you all are young. Yeah, right? we, we, we guys, we, we don't care about the, the age thing. <laughs> um, we, we both officially in our uh, 30s, early 30s. Yeah. What was that initial conversation? Like when you all, do you all remember the moment when you were like, Okay, I'm I'm down. We could be friends. We could be like we could be friends. Well, yeah. When we end up um, working at the same uh, department, okay. Yeah, Chris came in, and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's gonna be a fun work environment now since it's someone yeah. I already uh, know from outside of work. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so one of you is from Haiti, and one's from Jamaica. Now, what cultural similarities or differences did you all experience as you got to know each other better? I mean, um, it's uh, Jamaica is famous for uh, the music, reggae. Uh, Haiti is uh, famous for its uh, cuisine. Um, Similarity-wise, I would say it's, uh, it's the people itself, you know? Um, yeah. uh, both culture and still um, hard work pays off. Education mm. is uh, everything. Basically, uh, hardworking people. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, both cultures are pretty much the same. You know, I would say the last of the I get from it is like dance. You know, like everybody mm. in both cultures love to dance. Yeah. Yeah, that's the similarities I've gotten from it. The differences I've gotten from it. Both, both, uh, I recently tried it. Both, uh, both our cultures make uh, this thing called oxtail. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Oxtail. Oh, good. Yes. That's- <laughs> but I realize, uh, you know, in the Jamaican culture, it's made with like a brown type uh, gravy, and in the Haitian culture, it's made with like a red or type gravy. Uh-huh. So it was interesting to, you know, that's what I say that's like a little different. Even though we both make the same meal, just to see it was a little different, but it both they both taste amazing. Yeah, no, that's that's cool to like be able to acknowledge that. Oh, it's the same thing, but wait, you make it a little different, but you know, but they both taste good. That's that's awesome. And when you talked about dances, I think about I grew up on the East Coast, like in the north that grew up in Maryland. And so I remember when I got to college and I met people who were like from down south, the dances, like I'd be like, Wait, do you know about this? And they'd be like, No, do you know about this? And it was fun, like exchanging dances. So that's, it uh, was there any more, are there any moments where you all were like, Wait, do you know about this dance? And like exchanging dances? I couldn't even compete with this guy with dancing. He's just a dancer. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris is stuck in the old man's body. Yeah. You know, he... Three left feet, not two, three left feet, man. Three left feet, okay. Yo. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so if anything, Johnny was just doing all the dances, and you were standing there like, "That's nice. That's that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> on the side. Right. You were you were just uh, holding up the judge cards like, "That's a 10. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Definitely. Now let's talk about uh, locket plates. 
what initially sparked that idea and how did you all come together to say all right let's really turn this into something yeah as the uh your amazing introduction um had mentioned <laughs> um after the uh 2010 earthquake uh in haiti i went uh, back home to Valencia with the red cross and it it was crazy to me that uh in the makeshift tent city that people were temporarily uh relocated at there were still dead bodies just feet away. Wow. There were fly maybe coming from those dead bodies and touching people food that we were distributing to them. And um, I think um, that might have uh, contributed to the uh, E. coli outbreak that we had. And it's just, um, uh. it, it broke my heart. And uh, I felt even though I am here volunteering, passing out food, translating, doing everything I can, I felt like I still felt useless that I couldn't, I couldn't do more, you know? Yeah. Focusing on the um, sanitary issue and the E. coli outbreak, I was like, I wish there was a way I could protect their food. Um, maybe that, uh, uh, you know, slow the curve. Yeah. I started um, brainstorming subconsciously about what could help, the possibilities, um, etc. And I, I had a, I had a vision, a rough draft in my head, and it, it just stayed there for years until um, uh, me and Chris um, started working together at that department, and it came back up when uh, he has the same personal issues with uh, food spillage. Yeah, I'm, like he could, like he could tell you, I'm, a, I'm one of the most clumsiest persons there is. <laughs> That's the three left feet as <laughs> well. Go. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's making sense. So you know, like one day I'm come, I'm going, I'm rushing to work because I'm running late. Mm -hmm. I have like a whole bunch of things in my passenger side seat of the car. I had my phone, some work files, a meal that my mom prepared, um, my jacket. So I'm running late. So I'm gathering everything up. Uh -huh. As I'm, I gather everything up, a lot the car, and I'm running to work. I don't know what it was, but something hit my foot and. I trip and everything goes flying. And when oh everything goes flying, I'm like mad. Like I'm mad. Yes, mad, mad. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I remember going into work and telling Johnny, like, man, you don't, you can't believe what just happened. And like he, he like he said, like uh, he said he was at a party and you know people were trying to transport food at the party. You know. Mm -hmm. They're like it was like a, a a little potluck from you know these different islands were transporting food and they were having troubles you know bringing the food so we we're like hey man if I'm having this problem transporting food you know Johnny had a problem trying to properly secure food you know like yeah. yeah let's put it together let's make it let's try to make it happen and you know um, we live in Broward County Florida and in Broward County Florida you know I did I went online I did a research for any business plan competitions. Mm -hmm. We seen um, there was one business plan competition, so we, you know, we we submitted our information, and they said we're gonna have, you know, we're gonna have a meeting to talk about the criteria to enter. You know, so we going out to for the criteria to enter the business plan competition, and when we go down there after they give all the criteria, you know, the the judge the the staff leaves, and it's us and about fourteen people in a room from you know different walks of life. And you know, we were we just said, hey, we're trying to make a food container, guys. You know, is there anything you guys want in a food container? 
that you wish all that or other food containers ever offered you guys. So yeah. you know that day it was us and fourteen other people. They gave us all their ideas, and you know we jot them all down. And we went, we dart back to my uh, my room, and uh-huh. we you know me and him were, were both not the best drawers. So <laughs> you know, so with those ideas, uh, we went the next day. We went down to the local community college into the art department, and we waited for the art students to get out of class. And every art student that walked by, hey, can you draw? Hey, can you draw? Hey, can you draw? And one one young lady was very nice enough to say, hey, I can draw. I'm very busy, but meet me tomorrow at 6 p.m. at the uh, the Starbucks. And we met with her. Wait, I just, I just want to pause right there because I just think that's so admirable that you all were willing to... Um, Put yourselves out there. I mean, I think that that's vulnerability and willingness to take a risk to be like, look, we can't draw. <laughs> so we're <laughs> just going to go, this group of students, put ourselves out there and ask for help, you know? And I, I think that's really admirable because I think some people, when they hear about, you know, people that are really successful, they imagine that that means they did everything on their own or that they had it all figured out. But I think it's really important for people that have a certain amount of success to acknowledge, like, we had to ask for help. We had to learn. We had to take the risk of saying this might be wrong, but can you look at it? Or, you know, this might not be what it ends up, but we're going to try it anyway. So I just, I just wanted to pinpoint that moment of being with, like standing outside and be like, hey, we have this idea. Anybody want to like help draw it? Um, so that's awesome. That's really Definitely, awesome. Definitely, you know. Yeah. But from the meeting with her, she put it on a piece of paper. She drew the, uh, the first concept of it. And I remember when she drew the first concept, we were like, let's go see a product developer. We go down to Miami, and I remember it. Uh, we go to the product developer, and we're like, hey, we were trying to make this. Can you think it could happen? He looked at us and be like, all right, do you guys got $300,000? I'm like, I, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't got 3000 Right. <laughs> that was, okay, I got a sound for that. That was... <laughs> no. Yeah. That's what it did to our spirit hearing such a huge amount that uh Yeah, and I remember like him telling us when you guys get that come back. I remember going out like me and like you said that sound we were like demoralized. Yeah. I remember looking at Johnny like, man, we don't got three hundred thousand dollars, but we gonna make this happen. We gonna find a way to make this happen. So, you know, winning that brower we end up uh participating in the Broward um, County Business Plan competition. Johnny was the pitcher. Uh, we ended up taking second place. So that kind of, when we took second place to that competition, that gave us the funds to really kind of get the ball rolling. So, yeah. And, you know, then we have a, one of our mutual friends is this guy named Jerry. Johnny Johnny knows Jerry more than me. He, he um, yeah, uh, another childhood friend um, who uh, is also from Haiti. And so... Uh-huh. Uh, he was an engineer student at the FAU at this time, and uh, it was perfect since uh, we uh, basically uh, needed a 3D rendering so we could uh, go ahead and build a first uh, prototype. Uh, so uh, we link up. Um, he was mm-hmm. able to uh, get the 3D rendering for us. We made our first prototype, and he also um, uh, became a silent partner and uh, was able to get us into the uh, 
2018 FAU business plan competition, which we won first place at. Yeah. And and with those, with both competitions, they award you some funding, right? So that helps to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we were low on funds. We we couldn't have done it without the, winning those uh, local competition. And um, yeah. it, it came with the resource that we uh, needed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were able to use those funds to basically uh, get uh, our patent application started. And uh, winning those competition just validate our ideas. And right. the resource, uh, as far as mentors and the funds, uh, got the ball rolling. It became uh, the snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah, like you said. You know, and that, that like he said, that FAU competition, it's what, uh, it did a lot for us, you know, in terms uh-huh. of the, the, the money we got, we were able to win the, you know, get enough to start our utility pack application. But on top of that, uh, I remember walking outside and this ju- this guy comes behind me, tapping me, hey, hey, I, uh, here's my business card. Call me. I got, I want to talk to you guys, you know, and we, nice. I, I, and I never, I, I never talked to him. Until you know, eventually one um, we I we learned about the plastic injection industry. You know uh-huh. that is I, I, an injection mold can run up to about uh, thirty thousand dollars for an injection uh, mold to make the product. Okay. To make the project, I was about to say I have no idea what that is, but I but it's to make the pro like the physical mold of the product. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. like. Uh, hard metal um block with a shape of uh the uh plate where yeah. uh melted plastic shoot in it to take the shape of it and basically construct uh what is a uh container and any other product yeah mm, so okay. yeah because you know um i remember looking at prices for the injection mold and the funds that we had just weren't going to get us there. But I remember, you know, I'm I'm somebody who I'm I'm going to call. If I if, if I run into a wall, I'm going to call to seek help like you said, you know. Yeah. And I reached out to the gentleman again and the gentleman was like, "Hey, uh I was waiting for you guys to call me. Um I have wow. yeah, I have a friend that runs a manu- a plastic mold manufacturer, a manufacturing company, and I'm going to give you his number and let's all get in touch." And through that gentleman, you know, we're able to build our ejection mold that we use now. He's still our manufacturer to this day. Wow. I love that. You said he was wait. He said I was waiting for you to call. I mean, that is a, a message, a, a reminder that like sometimes we're, we can be afraid to ask for help or we can be afraid to reach out and, and cultivate our resources. But there are people that are waiting for you to um, waiting for your call. So that's 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 beautiful. Um, something I'm curious about with with various inventions, there is the practicality of like, wow, this is a container people use to transport food. That's wonderful. And then there's the moral uh, obligation that is more connected to people in crisis needing to be able to keep the food sanitary, being able to package, you know, not just the food, but also a drink. Um, in terms of discussing it to, as you all had created the product, did you find that uh, the altruistic kind of 
hopeful lean of like this will get to people in need that that was most effective or did you find that most people in terms of lending their support financially or in other ways were more interested in the business of it yeah it's definitely the latter being interested uh from the um profitable part of it unfortunately yeah. but uh it's it's something that we always um try to uh uh pitch above all that uh yes if you invest um it could do this profitable in the um uh marketplace with uh moms with kids um etc but uh imagine if there's a disaster that uh you could pass uh, those out with uh dry goods that could be reusable and um one of the 180 moment we had that was very um fulfilling to me was yeah. uh when we were able to donate um over uh, 1500 uh of our food containers to a uh, school orphanage in Haiti and wow. just as a product that uh started uh from someone with the same background yeah. came from the same places uh that they came from and the idea was to help those people out and for me to be able to donate some i i hope uh you know like i said to hope for Haiti when i gave them the plates i hope it not only is useful at that uh orphanage school i hope it inspired the kids there that um they're using an invention that came from someone with uh, the same background um yeah even when things are hopeless you know uh your mind uh could still take you places yeah i mean representation is so important in that way being able to see people who are in uh or who are successful in a way that you seek to be and being able to say oh when i was 5 years old i saw someone who did this and now as i get older i can see myself becoming you know equal to that person greater than that person you know reaching a status that is uh is equally as admirable and so that's it's beautiful that you did have the opportunity to showcase what you created your invention and share it with people and to donate it and to be like and I'm giving this away like this is for you all from me like that's yeah that is such a a beautiful moment that it's it's great that you got to have so in terms of a 180 for locket plates for you all as a inventing duo what is a moment that things turned around like a big transition for for you all. So when we first started uh we did our um a uh, beta test at FAU where um the uh students were using the food containers at uh, the school basically as a green initiative reusable um they get new meals take it back to their dorm uh when they uh hungry again they go back to uh the cafeteria they get a clean wow. food container And so what what year what year was the the beta uh test? 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was such a successful um beta test that the school was like, "Hey, let's continue it. This is our official food container. 
And other so, schools um, were coming up too. Like yeah. we, we had other uh, other schools in the South Florida area, like the biggest school, FIU. Uh-huh. They started a little um project with a little sample with it too. And from FIU, um Nova Southeastern start when they were going to buy some product for the students for the 2020 semester. Wow. That's that's great. I mean, to get into the university setting is huge for any you know any market like it's it's uh because that's something people start growing up on you know they they see it in school and then they're like oh i you know as they become adults and on their own they're like oh i should use this thing that i was using in college there's so many wonderful things about getting into the university uh setting definitely that that's what we were hoping for and we was like hey the b2b is working we have a lot of um we in talk with a lot of schools. Perfect. Let's attack it. And then, yeah. um, uh, can I get that sound effect? Wah, wah, wah. COVID shut it all down. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, because COVID, um, the uh, risk of, uh, you know, multiple hands touching it, etc. Um, this uh, FAU discontinued using our food container. And um, all the talk we uh, had with Barry uh, Nova uh, came to a screeching halt. And um, basically, uh, like it plates, we were a new company. We were still in our first year and all that happened. And we were scratching our heads like, what do we do now? I mean, we can't we can't close down now when uh, we just starting Blossom. (laughs) Right. And um, thankfully, you know, being an inventor you have to also solve your problem in a creative way and basically uh, li- uh leave no stones unturned so we we remember when we were starting um the uh idea that when we interview people they were like oh you know especially moms oh that would be perfect for my kid etc so what we did we pivoted to start selling directly to uh we pivot 180 hey hey 180 pivot 180 yes turned it around to go back to what our initial customer were telling us that uh, mm-hmm. yes that's something they like so we started selling online directly to the end consumer instead of focusing on the b2b and universities mm. that's uh, that's how we were able to survive covid and that's how we are flourishing now because the end consumer receive it very well they see the vision um this uh let me bring in the uh the star the into the visual. picture yes <laughs> like it plates yes uh yes uh, so like it plates uh people see the use they see the possibilities of it i mean uh, we both use this in our daily lives mm. and as yeah. you can see it's two individual food container so uh Right. When when you at a picnic with your girl, it's it's perfect for a situation like that because um you bring everything together locked in place. When you get to the beach, you unlock. Now she's using uh one of the cover and you're using the other plates. Yeah, They're identical. Yes. Wow. I didn't even I didn't notice that at first. So I mean people won't be able to see it, so I'll try to describe it. I'll try. So it is like the the okay. It is a closed container, but they're two. It's two separation. Okay, I'm gonna let you describe it because you all invented it, and that might be better. Of course, 
lacquered plates. Uh, just as the name sound, it's two identical plates. There's no top or bottom. So either can be used as, as top or bottom. It's identical with a lacking system at the rim of the lid. So when you align them together with a twist of the wrist, now you have a sealed lockable container to carry your meals wherever you may go. Yes. Perfect wow, for wow. eating on the go. Yes, and that's what a lot of customers say when they buy, you know, they used to buy like their old Tupperware lids. Uh, you know, it's a different, it's a bottom and a top. And if you lose, right. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have lost the tops before. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of customers say, I love this because it nests perfectly in my, uh, in my cabinet and I don't have to look for a lid, you know. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Okay, that's good because I was gonna try to go to it. But yeah, what, you, yeah, what's the more? Well, let let, let let me give you the um the sound effect first, okay? Since oh, okay. people won't be able sound. to see what we uh -huh. displaying, let me let let me let them hear this, okay? Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. I locking in place. Yep. This this is the locking system at work. Just a twist of the wrist, you can lock and unlock it as so. So uh, when they lock together, you see it's a dome shape, right? Mm -hmm. So it's perfect for steaming your vegetable because oh. it, it temporarily traps in the steam. So it steam it without drying anything out. It's, it's slightly vented where the lock system is. So you could heat up anything. That's our designated food container. Um, heat up your rice without drying it out. Uh, steam your vegetables in the microwave. Etc. Multiple uses, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, you know, when we went online to the end consumer, we applied for this amazing thing through the you know Amazon called their Launchpad program, and with the Launchpad program, uh, you know, we were we're getting a little we're getting some sales momentum was building up, but then uh, one of their one of their project managers reached out to us and said, hey. We see, uh, we've been talk, we've been hearing about your product, guys, um, through the Amazon's. You know, Amazon's been talking about this product. Um, would you guys like to be a part of this minority-owned business program thing we're talk we're starting? You know, and when we jumped on that, you know, they Amazon didn't know what they were doing. We didn't know what they're doing. We're both learning together. <laughs> uh -huh. We're both learning together. But you know, by us joining that minority-owned business program. Uh, the for in January, I, I got an email from a, a, one of the Amazon producers like, "Hey, um, we seen your product some more. We want to do something. We want to do something with you guys. Can we do something with you? You know." And that that program, like you said, the 180 was when we went when we switched to the mom and the end consumer because of that. Amazon posted us on their landing page in uh, in February, and that just boosted the sales. That's awesome. And what what was the name of that program? Minority. Uh, no, Black History Makers from Amazon. Black History Makers for Amazon. Awesome. Yeah, so it's a new program that they were trying to basically, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of social movement a lot of companies yeah. were doing. So this was Amazon first time also. And wow. we were their star company per se to display the products and see it was backed up by a uh, uh, patent made in the USA, black owned. So we we checked all the boxes. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and that's like shout out to Amazon for having that program and for really supporting you all and a whole collection of people that they, you know, to get the product because the product is something that is helpful in the household, at potlucks, and <laughs> many places. So it's uh, it's awesome. You, you never know who you inspire by opening up, by creating access. So it's great that they did that. What would you say you all have learned on the other side of the 180? So, you know, the challenge, the turn was like you had to pivot because you couldn't get it to the universities. And so you decided to focus on getting it directly to the consumer. What have you all learned as individuals being able to go through that 180? Um, I mean, we we were figuring it out as we go. Uh, so it was uh, basically if you're right, if your heart is in the right place, okay mm -hmm. this is not just a business for us it's uh yeah. it's connected to a, a mission that we have in mind so it's it's just uh there's no such thing as the uh perfect product it's uh get it out there uh give what you have and get people's feedback and keep keep improving keep improving but if you wait till you have the so-called uh perfect packaging perfect product uh you might never uh get your ideas out there Ooh, message message message, message. yes that, i mean that, that's great uh and i just have to say because i i can be a recovering i'll admit i'm a recovering perfectionist because i i used to be so like i can't do it until it's perfect or i can't get it out there or, i can't tell people or, i can't ask for help like all that and it, it can take some time to recognize that it doesn't have to be perfect. It it doesn't have to be perfect, especially for you to start. Like it can't just stay in your mind. You got to make some progress and show that you're invested in it, and then keep working and trust in the process and trust in growth. Um, so it's awesome that, that you're sharing that. And I think you were about to say something, Christopher. Um. Yeah. No, I was gonna say like you said. It's the same thing. It's like it's all a learning progress. I've learned. You know, like you said you can't be perfect you know as much as perfection as you want you gotta just get it out there you know? yeah yeah it was helpful getting those consumer feedback too so we weren't just uh making um blind improvement based on what we thought could work it was directly uh, direct feedback from the uh people who spent money to get our product yes yeah yeah, consumer product is, I mean, consumer <laughs> consumer feedback uh, seems really important, especially in this day and age where social media, people, can, if they don't like something, they can let the world know really quickly. Um, so w with that in mind, is there any, uh, in terms of social media, has there been anything that you found was really uh, helpful? I mean, you mentioned Amazon, which is separate from social media, but has there been anything that's been really super helpful within social media to get the word out about locket plates? Um, yeah, I mean, um, when when we first started, uh, we it was hard growing, uh, growing the brand, growing our social following, because um, we, we were basically just uh, putting it out there. Uh, hopefully people find the good in our product. But uh, what we started doing is um, connecting with uh, the issues the mom were having um, and um, connecting with uh, people with the same background as us. Hey, uh, 
you also connected to this product, you Haitian, you Jamaican, it's made, okay, by someone from mm. your culture. So yeah. it was, that's how we were able to connect with people on social media by um, identifying the connection that connects us and uh, displaying uh, what the results was. Yeah, you know. When you, yeah, like you said, like when we connected to them, they they had followers on their page. So a lot of times they were like, "Oh, we're gonna repost it for you guys," and we'll repost it, we'll repost it. So the more they kept on reposting it, their audience that we couldn't touch, you know, seen the yeah. product and they start coming our ways. You know, I re- I remember uh, there was uh, they were promoting um, some minority owned business uh, every day for thirty months in what was it in June? Um, it, yeah, the um... So, uh, last year was a rough year, to say the least. Right, uh, right, yes. For everyone, but uh, more specifically for uh, us as um, African-American, yeah. uh, there was um, a highlight on uh, the struggle that we've been going through. And um, mm. more people were aware. So, um, there was a lot of uh, social movement online and in the street and in the business world uh there was a um renew uh pri- pride to support uh black owned businesses yeah. and um this is a um movement that uh I recognized and um once I recognized that was happening so um we fit uh what they were supporting I'm like let's uh, capitalize and um make sure we are in that conversation and um there were a lot of platform highlighting uh black owned business and we reached out to them um they were more than supporting and that goes back to the connection again uh they put us out there uh people saw um a little bit of their brother their son uh the same background and they of Full support came. Um, our social following um, increased tremendously. Yeah. Um, our orders increased tremendously. Yeah. So it was um, it was a stepping stone in us um, successfully pivoting um, during uh, COVID, which uh, took a lot of business under. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. Uh, he had reached out to some. Um, you know, I think it was the official um, Black Wall Street. That's it. And, okay. uh-huh. and I remember, like, uh, when he reached out to them, I was sitting down, and my phone just started going off. I'm like, what is going on with my phone? <laughs> and I just see, follow, you know, following. Uh, this person followed you. This person started following you. This person started yeah. following you. This person's ordering. This person's ordering. And I was like, wow, you know, that really, yeah. like, showed, you know, really tucked me back. Yeah, getting the right connection and the right people in your corner, as well as you know timing. You know, something that's something we can't, we can try to anticipate, but we can't ever know. So it sounds like a lot of things worked out to to benefit. Um, the, the yeah, the timing and the people that you all reached out to and the willingness to reach out um, all helped to make ensure that Lock of Plates is holding it down, staying around. <laughs> that's just awesome. Is there anything that you see in the future for you all as a duo separate from Locket Plates or anything that in the future you are hopeful for for Locket Plates? Um, just uh, work hard every day to make Locket Plates a uh, uh, household name. Um, yeah. Grow the brand with a different variation of the product. And um, okay. just just being one of those uh, 
product that uh, you know you is known by name uh, you know as Tupperware the brand name became right. something that people use as a name for containers period Tupperware yeah, yeah get me a Tupperware so uh, we hope uh, like it plates uh, uh, is the next better yet replace Tupperware right why not yes awesome um, okay, I'm going to share a quote, and I want to know um, you all's response to the quote. You have to be burning with an idea or a problem or a wrong that you want to write. If you're not passionate enough from the start, you'll never stick it out. And that's the quote from Steve Jobs. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've... Um, I, it's, it's very connecting because um, it, 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 was, it was a use the word uh, again it was a burning idea a burning passion until uh it became a reality uh, yeah. in my head yes yeah and like Jai said I, like it was a burning passion I, I never started locking place for the money like i like I, it was not about the money um i, I started because i seen something in it when we, when we when we talked about it, we designed it I seen something in it, and I seen like it, it could be so much more. So from there, like it, it gave me a drive every morning. Like there's mornings that I, I woke up and I was like, I just want to sit in my bed and not do nothing. But uh, the thought of locket plates, like get, put your shoe, get get up out of bed, put your shorts on, and get on that computer and type. Yes. Uh huh. That passion for it, and that that passion for, like you said, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't about the money. It was a larger mission and uh greater good that you could serve with this with this product with this invention well i just want to thank you all so 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 much for for being on the 180 and i want to make sure that our listeners our followers stay connected to you both so on social media you all can check them out at locket plates y'all know how to spell locket plates so i ain't gotta spell it but at locket plates on twitter and instagram and make sure you check out their website and purchase your locket plates uh at locketplates.com locketplates all one word.com and uh i'm definitely getting some locket plates the whole team is going to get some locket plates and uh we'll be showing them off and then therefore spreading the word and getting more locket plate purchases <laughs> yes yes Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Johnny. And um, I look forward to hearing more about Locket Plates and having y'all on my late night talk show in a few years with Mike Tyson and Dave Chappelle. All right. Thank you all for joining us. The 180 is produced by David Treatman with audio production and editing by Mike Luno. Original music composed by Jarrett Landon and sung by yours truly. And digital portraits by Byron McRae. If you like what you heard, tell your friends. We need your help to spread the love and inspiration. Follow us on all social media at The180Pod and visit our website at www.the180pod.com. If you want to help support these stories, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. You can get access to chat more with me. You can also get exclusive content, merchandise, and you can hear episodes early. Visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com The180Pod. Until next time, I'm your host, Eric Lockley. Take care and be blessed. Know that you'll have a blessing if you just keep on pressing. Don't stop, keep going, you can turn it around. The 180, yes, it's a big change. The 180.
your life won't be the same. The 180, you can do it. Say yes to your beautiful future. The 180, yeah.